Take my hand and walk with me I'll show you something you won't believe So give me your worst podcast everyone today this episode once again is sponsored by vita mate which is a herba mate drink based in seattle each time you, you see me bringing up one of these drinks i'm gonna give you a little bit more um, information about them so yeah now you know seattle based you can find them in grocery stores and gas stations i'm pretty sure today my guest is uh is a very dynamic artist and uh I recently was able to see them live at a So Far Sounds show, which is a lot of S's there. So far, so far sounds, right? And uh, he he just he just blew me away. Um, the 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 talent was just it was unmatched. Uh, uh, a br- brilliant pianist is that is that the, is that what people say? Pianist or keyboardist? You know that's what people who are pianists say. Okay, I think, but I don't classify me as i just classify me as someone who starts hitting things on a keyboard and hopes that it works he's brilliant at hitting things on keyboards and hoping uh, it works um he might think of this as a compliment or not he's kind of reminiscent of jeff buckley in my opinion um thank you he uh he's been seen on uh, npr's tiny desks as well as a few kxp live performances his band among authors is dropping a new single called the fear within us fears we hold fuck i was so close fears we hold it's my pleasure to have the one and only ian on oh fuck what is your last name doc (laughs) ketter k-e-t-t-e-r-e-r ketter ketter -er. i'm here with you don't even need to you don't even need to say the last name i don't even say (laughs) my last name half the time (laughs) but how often are people like oh my gosh it's among authors do people like try to call you among authors? No. Okay. But I don't give a shit what they call me. Like people do do people call the weekend weekend? Do they go up to him? Oh my god. I feel like that is the case, yeah. Okay. Because I mean like what the hell is his name? I forget. Abel. Abel. Oh yeah, that's right. Wait, Why do weird, I forget? It's a weird name too, not gonna lie though. Yeah. But Ian is Abel's his name. A sweet name. He's from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Uh, that was the worst accent I could have possibly <laughs> The thing is, you can't use Wisconsin as the word to emulate the Wisconsin accent. You have to use like, hey, why don't you, uh, you know, like that kind of thing. You just have to like talk in a sentence. I feel it, it kind of reminds me of Fargo a little bit. Fargo, yeah. There we go. But is Fargo in Wisconsin or is that like Canada No, I think that's uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. How far away is, I'm the worst with geography, so I have no idea how far away it is from. Uh, the farther you go. <laughs> Make it shoot a Fargo. <laughs> um, yeah, it's up there. I don't know. Okay. Have you been to like? Is <laughs> no. it, so it's not even like relatively. Just it, they just have similar accents, or am I just off on that? I think the f- 
the further now I can't get that stupid pun out of my head, but the <laughs> the further north you go in the Midwest, I think the more accented it okay accentuated it gets. Got I, it. Yeah. <laughs> so my guy here is uh he's he's from Wisconsin, um born and raised. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's let's start. Um, let's get right into your background. So you're a multi instrumentalist and vocalist. I'm a I'm a multi um, attempting when I need to to do music things on all music things. Yeah. Hell yeah. I I, I don't know. <laughs> so when were you born? Was there like lightning? Was it like set the set the stage? <clears throat> yeah, lightning all around. Um, and shit hit the fan and yeah, my mom was like, we haven't eaten. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy. Wow. No one's ever seen anything. <laughs> um, actually shit did hit the fan. Oh shit. I'm, I actually almost died when I was born. Oh God. And so now I'm just remembering that and I was trying to just make a dumb joke, but yeah, my esophagus wasn't connected to my, um, wow. wherever it needs to be connected. And I was born with tracheal esophageal fistula um, so they had to like i was like blue i guess and they i was born and then they just rushed me to do six, uh, a bunch of surgery wow yeah that's wild yeah which isn't where this scar came from this came from open heart surgery when i was 23 so all sorts of you're uh, shit you've had uh, a lot of challenges but a lot of revelations i'd assume at the same time <laughs> I wouldn't, yeah, challenges, the open heart surgery was a, more of a challenge because I was older, so right. I was like, this is fucking up my life, why does this have to happen right now? Right. Um, when I was born, I mean, I didn't know what the hell life was, you know, right. for me, that was just a, this is the way everyone's born. <laughs> right. Um, but revelations, you would think I would have more of them. Um, I, I wish that was the case. Like, it, <laughs> when I had my open heart surgery, I wish it was like, wow, okay. I almost died again. Right. Let's just set the path and conquer the world. Mm. I I think that lasts for a little bit, and then I'm like, fuck, why do I have to work a day job? This sucks. Yeah, and that, that's so wild. Like, I guess it also depends on who you are as a person. But it seems like after a while, no matter how crazy an event is, we just go back to our normal lives, and the world just keeps going. Seems like it. But for then, the... For a lot of people. But then there's people who have just like PTSD and then it's like you're just fucked. Yeah. Or, like, well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I feel like with the with the things I've dealt with, it they were personal to me. So it's not, I wouldn't say someone in my position would have as much PTSD as someone who lost a loved one. Right. Like, like my mom, if I had died. Right it's real hard to go back to normal life after something like that. But mm. for me, I, you know, it's not, it's not, it was just like painful, right? physically painful. <laughs> oh, did they put you under though? Or like, do you remember the Oh, surgery? for open heart surgery? Which surgery are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Let's clarify. Uh, okay. We have to, I guess we have to go <laughs> back before we go forward. Yeah, sorry. I'm okay. <laughs> jumping the gun. I mean, we just talked about surgery. So I'm like, yeah, these are all the things. Okay. Okay. Let's, 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 this is, um, this is therapy time slash um, doctor, Dr. Burton. Uh, doc, I'm Dr. Burton in this 
instance. Um, let's, nice let's, to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you, sir. It's <laughs> an interesting doctor coat you have on. <laughs> Thanks. It's a Eddie Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Bauer. <laughs> Doctor Bauer. That's my that's my stage podcast name. Um, so let's 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 go over this. So you had esophagus stuff. Tracheal esophageal fistula. That's the technical name. Wow. Remember that. I will. <laughs> That's going to be on our <laughs> test later, guys. Um, so how did how did that specifically affect your childhood? Uh, I I don't think I don't think that specifically affected. If I mean it affected my parents mm. as I was growing up, I'm sure. Right. Um, when I was that young, but for me, I don't think that specific problem affected me that much that i know of um except for this really weird thing and i don't know why this happens and the doctors can't tell me either but they know it happens with people that were born with that problem is when you get the surgery done it does this thing where like specific things that you eat yeah tighten your throat to a degree where when you drink fluids after that you can feel the water kind of sit there for a second and then it like pushes down yeah it's fucking weird but it's for it's not is it forever or is it after ever always i i have that for the rest of my life oh it's super weird i thought it was gonna be like a thing where my grandma's allergic to broccoli somehow and then it has to do with esophageal stuff somehow so i thought it, that's weird. yeah i mean <laughs> i mean it's i don't actually know what it's maybe it's, maybe i'm just like your grandma maybe i'm only just allergic to broccoli and that's my problem <laughs> <laughs> but so you can feel that right now like if you take a drink of drink if you well take i have drink. to eat like so if i eat like a bagel okay or a bagel did you a say bagel <laughs> <laughs> there's the wisconsin um, i found it <laughs> or if or if i eat i don't eat meat but if when i did like chicken i don't like i said i don't eat meat anymore um haven't for a really long time but when i did if i ate chicken yeah it would just super tighten my throat and huh. it, it's so weird i don't know is it the enzymes i, I we could go on for <laughs> i've tried to figure it out and i gave up uh because i have no idea so what do you now are you is it vegan no i just don't eat you yeah. don't eat yeah i don't i don't okay yeah i'm clear i'm i'm like pure a non-eater <laughs> so smoothies you're a smoothie cat <laughs> no i i eat. i'm i'm vegetarian okay. i was vegan for a while vegetarian all for moral reasons like you saw like own. a documentary or hmm? you saw like a documentary or um i mean i kind of grew up vegetarian for the most part me oh. and my brother ate ate meat to like rebel i think oh <laughs> growing up I'm like, we're going to eat meat. And my parents are like, yeah, that's fine. We're not telling you you can't. Right. Um, and then my brother still eats meat. Um, but but then I went back to being vegetarian. Um, actually, no, I went back to being, I went to being vegan uh, because I did watch something called Veducated, okay. a documentary, and it is Brutal. fucking disturbing. Um, so just for my own reasons, I... I like to pay attention to all yeah. the weird stuff going on with animals. Yeah, that makes Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. There's this uh there's like multiple ways I take to get back to my house depending cuz I don't like cycles, so I like like depending on how I'm feeling, I'll take the long way, the short way, mm -hmm. the scenic route. And the only problem with the scenic route back to my house 
is like the last like 20 minutes you drive past this like slaughtering like this cow slaughtering place and it's the most depressing thing yeah because it's I mean, in like a beautiful area too i'm like oh my god yeah there's so much death that yeah. people don't think about yeah yes <laughs> yeah yeah and i don't want to turn this into like a a political podcast about 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 that yeah because i mean I've, you know i'm not remotely against hunting you right. know that's a whole different thing so <clears throat> it's 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 just people have their own preferences preferences yeah and it, the most important part though is to just not ignore what's actually happening yeah i think to talk about things and just and educate yourself on and then make decisions or ignore your body because actually some people like can't do well with meat like their body just doesn't yeah that too yeah i actually wonder if i my body would do better with meat mm. than it than it is just being vegetarian but i i just i think i made the moral ch- choice to yeah. never eat meat again for myself so it is what it is if it fucks me up yeah. that's okay what's like a cheat meal though for vegetarian is there like a cheat vegetable or is it just like carbs that's i guess that's a, the cheat because like so you're not going to eat like uh heavy steak every day because that's not good for you but that's kind of like a cheat thing if you're kind of health conscious if you're having like meat you mean like you're saying cheat like like what can i cheat on like a cheat meal like what's a vegetarian's cheat meal there isn't one right is there not i don't know i don't know i don't like I'm I never not gonna thought... have artichoke every day or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> the things that we think about here on the Nest podcast. I actually don't eat artichoke much. I like it, but I don't. Maybe that's. It's one cheap. of those vegetables that like. It's almost not. What the healthy. fuck is that? Yeah, it's kind of like how do how do you prepare it? What you oh. you get one and you're like, what do I do with this? And then you eat it with like this. Like, are you, is that the only like? No. You, like you get you bite it with your teeth and go like away. Is that is that what you do? <laughs> is that not how you do it? it? I don't know. Is that how you do it? I think that's how you do it. You like you tear off you boil it or something. You tear off the leaves and you like. The only time I eat artichoke is when it's like in. Oh, the artichoke heart. You only eat the artichoke heart. I feel like that's probably what I'm always eating. You've never like eaten the leaves where you go. No. Oh, see, so artichokes honestly aren't that healthy the way people eat them because you like dip them in butter oh yeah and then you oh, like go like this yeah, yeah. oh being a vegetarian is not like healthy all the time <laughs> that's what let's clarify that people are like oh they're a vegetarian they must be very healthy like dude you know how much shit you can eat as and on any diet that will fuck you up <laughs> very very true yeah <laughs> <clears throat> okay back on track here um I don't know where we are. We're, t- we're talking we're, about you. So your esophageal s- stuff did not affect <laughs> your childhood. But then you said you alluded that there were mer- more surgeries before this open heart. And I feel like this all relates yeah. to your art in some way. So that's why we're breaking this down a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So the, the tracheal esophageal fistula stuff happened when I was a newborn. Hmm. Um, that was a thing. Had surgery fixed it uh but i i grew up like always getting pneumonia mm. um i don't know why that was um until i finally found out and it was because i had asthma mm. so like after like multiple bouts in the hospital they figured that out and then i was put on an inhaler never had that again um so if we're just talking about all health stuff as a child i just 
I don't know, in and out of hospitals for different things. Um, uh, I had, I had hand surgery because I was born without a thumb on my right hand. Yeah, you were talking about that at the So Far Sounds show. Yeah. I don't know why that's so hard for me to say for some reason. So Far Sounds. So Far Sounds show. Yeah, that's... It's because you're adding show. And okay. Then, and then that just that's the screws extra it all up. Got yeah. it. Yeah. So I saw you at So Far Sounds at Edgewater, at the Edgewater Hotel. Yeah. And you are talking about mm. that it's a very rare condition. But what you were describing, I know like two other people that I went to school with that that exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, maybe... Oh, Oh yeah, I'm not saying I'm the only one. That's for but sure. But you're saying it was rare, so maybe that's cool. I'm not saying it's cool to have that, but I'm like, whoa! I know two people that I went to school with who had it too. So mm-hmm. I was like, wow. Were so, they? Were I mean? Yeah, I mean, oh, it is a birth defect. Yeah, Everyone but the exact same. Like you were saying, like there was an ear thing yeah. and a hand thing. Yeah. yeah. And I knew two people that had the exact same thing. Yeah. So there is. I mean, like any, I guess classification of person which i hate to even put anyone in a class because it's so dumb it's like same with all the fucking labels and shit it's just we're all human beings but um but when i like the doctors didn't really know what to call whatever that is Mm -hmm. um and they i don't think they they still don't right they 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 always come up with like four different things oh it's golden horror syndrome it's 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 I don't even I can't even remember the other ones, but again, they for medical reasons they always want to try to put a label onto it. But really, that just means it's just like oh, th- this person was born with these things, quote unquote, wrong with them. Right. So they're a they're this syndrome, <laughs> yeah. Um, which doesn't really mean anything. Mm. It doesn't help me figure out how my health will be in the future because they don't really know that much about it. Fair. Um, but. But yeah, growing up without a thumb on my right hand and without an ear on my right side has been, uh, that affected my childhood. Whoa, so you were forced, no matter whether you wanted it or not, to be left-handed. Yeah. That's kind of wild. Yeah. Because I guess when you're born, you don't really have a... How do you actually know when you're born I don't think if you... you... You just kind of just adapt and, you, and your parents are like, they're right-handed, unless oh. you have really weird parents who are like, "You're going to be <laughs> right. specific hand." So it could be tra- it can be trained into, I guess, or maybe if you see if you're a kid and you're seeing people around you use their right hand, you end up. I don't know. I mean, I think uh, <laughs> like I think most kids with with their left and right-handed stuff, you know, they say like, "Well, if you're left-handed or right-handed, you're mathematical or you're artistic or you're whatever." I'm like whatever. If you're left-handed, you're a witch, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe if I'm left-handed, I was born without a thumb on my right hand. Maybe that's the case. <laughs> I mean, I you know, I don't actually know, and I don't remember ever thinking about why I'm left-handed. But right. but that is probably the reason, <laughs> is my guess. That's um, great. But uh, but yeah. So we were talking about surgeries, yeah, and which is why I even brought that up at this point is because. I had a surgery on my hand to try to like, they were like, okay, well, we can try to like give him more dexterity on that hand Mm. to let him kind of move around a little bit better. That didn't, I don't think that it really did anything. Mm. Um, um, It was just trial and error, I guess. Um, But um, 
but that that stuff which is what this song is about um that's the stuff that affected me growing up it mm. it was not it wasn't the surgeries it wasn't it wasn't like everyone goes through so many fucking things in life and and so i don't want to put myself in this poor me i right. was born with this thing and i had this issue when there's literally like kids that are five years old that end at five because they had cancer yeah um so it's more just the mental state of being a stupid human mm. where you overthink things and 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 just growing up with that you could call it a disability but I, I i don't really think it is um um but just the mental state of of everyday life and and people that you think are looking at you um right. and I had great friends, and I think I remember like maybe twice growing up that someone was like, oh, you know, said something dumb. Right. Like maybe twice. And at that time, I feel like it affected me for like a few days. Yeah, that's a good point. I never felt, I guess it also depends on where you're growing up in the community and everything like that. Cause, like, it maybe, definitely depends. Yeah, because like when I was growing up, I went to a school where like bullying was just like not tolerated whatsoever. Yeah. So like. I never even thought about that. Yeah. yeah. And, and and that's, you know, I think every everyone's, everyone's life is different and everyone gets bullied for different reasons. And, yeah. and you can even get, you can get bullied for the dumbest thing. Uh, well, getting bullied is dumb no matter what. <laughs> but, um, but it's, it's usually like just personality differences. Mm-hmm. And and that just kicks in some sort of bullying or whatever. And I was fortunate to be raised in a good family who I think raised a fairly decent human being. To So I made friends instead of making bullies, I yeah. guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the most part. That's awesome. But there's always those asshole kids who are like, sorry about it later. Yeah. <laughs> They're like 25. They're like, dude, I was a shit bag. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, kids are shit big sometimes. Or it's the other way where like they turn out to like still wear their varsity sweater or whatever. Or that. <laughs> or like that. 30s. But honestly, I've I've found <laughs> more often than not they grow out of it. Yeah, and they and they're just like, man, I feel bad about saying stuff to people because like life is so much more important than yeah than telling someone else you kind of suck. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. So. So with that, we we know a little bit about your background mm. now. Um, when did uh, you start figuring out you had any musicality in your in your bones? Um, I mean, pretty early um, because my parents had a cover band. Okay, called Rapunzel. Nice, because everyone had long hair, <laughs> so that's literally why i was called are you you in rapunzel too (laughs) Mm, i was so um not anymore it's not a thing anymore but um i i started playing trumpet when i was in fifth grade because that's like when you start yeah that's when i feel like that's when americans start playing instruments Mm. every other part of the world i feel like they're like i started playing when i was a newborn (laughs) and yeah just continued that i'm like wow yeah (laughs) it's um yeah but I started playing trumpet when I, when I was in fifth grade because my parents were like, "You, if there's anything you have to do, it's learn an instrument, mm-hmm. um, just because it's good for your brain." 
I'm like, okay, cool. Played that through high school until my senior year and then quit band my senior year because I hated it. Um, I just hated the the structure mm-hmm. and and like learning how to read music and it it I just did not like that setting of right. of experiencing music I guess but but anyways I played with my parents band um, and they did whole bunch of covers from a whole bunch of different rock bands Led Zeppelin Aerosmith Dream Theater um, whole bunch of stuff my all three of my sisters were in that band my sister Alicia was the drummer. My sister Julia was a keyboardist. My sister Tara played saxophone. Um, my mom was the bassist, and my dad was the lead guitarist. And they all kind of sang. Mm. Um, and it was a fun way to grow up. Sounds like it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's, I guess, once you know one type of sheet music, you can kind of understand it. Others mm-hmm. in a sense, but did you did you care over, carry over learning sheet music from nope. trumpet? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'll tell you how I learned trumpet. Okay, fundamentally learned trumpet. We were supposed to learn how to read, mm-hmm. and I like it kind of did. And then I just noticed it was easier for me to learn things after someone else learned it. Mm-hmm. So I would sit in my chair and band. They'd all kind of learn the thing, and then they would play it. I'm like, oh, okay, I got that. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I just play by ear. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like I'm so bad at learning. Like I, I did Mandarin for three years, and I was like the only. First of all, of course, I was the only black person, mm. but the only other they had one other person that was like white, and the rest were all they already could speak Mandarin like fluently. So it's just like an easy A for them, right? So. I had this like weird thing where I kind of had to like to keep up with the class. I had to memorize everything and just throw it up onto the test. Mm -hmm. So I never really memorized it. But for band, I never was able to learn anything through ear. So I had to keep up. I had to like understand sheet music. That's the thing. I feel like there's usually there's like one or the other brain, the way you learn things, Mm -hmm. right? Or the way that you, your brain sinks it all in and, and, And neither way is wrong. Right. Or right. <laughs> yeah. But then once you know sheet music too, it's so funny because I guess that's with any language. Just because you know it doesn't mean that's how you're supposed to actually do it either. Yeah. So like that's the very, because it doesn't tell you how, I guess there's like hat notes and everything like that for pauses and anything like that or like yeah. Uh, half, yeah, hat notes, half notes or whatever. Yeah. But like um, sometimes it's up to you how long you want to hold a note as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah and accented or anything like that yeah so it's 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 kind of interesting so it's cool to it's always interesting to see people that don't know sheet music whatsoever and they're like <laughs> but they're like killing it too i mean well i mean maybe i could be killing it more if i knew sheet music like i'll mm-hmm. never know <laughs> who knows <laughs> never know so maybe someone will watch this and be like i'm willing to teach you for free how to they're, yeah they're, they're watching this right now and they're like man if only he knew if only he knew all the theory and all the sheet music then then he would be good right wait so wait so what instrument did you do for your band for your family band for my family band i played trumpet oh so you did the trumpet for the oh yeah like i i i I played trumpet in school right so i was like oh i'll play trumpet when my band when my family band needs it in family band which wasn't on every song obviously i'm not gonna put trumpet on led zeppelin but you know (laughs) Um, but 
Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and you 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 left high school. You graduated high school. Mm, I did graduate. There we go. <laughs> I yeah, that's an I've met so many artists who haven't graduated college or sometimes high school. So at this point I oh. to be courteous, I'm like you left. <laughs> <laughs> you left and you finished the story. Um um I did graduate high school. There we go. And and Congratulations. The funny thing is if it wasn't for my mom sitting me down and going, Ian, do this math problem, do this. I had to catch up on like almost a year's worth of math because mm. I just didn't want to do it. She's like, you're not failing high school. You're going to get do all this shit. And then I graduated. Hell yeah. Yeah. And then what was, the, what was your uh, traject- trajectory after that? Um, then my my parents were like, you, sh- you if you want to do music, well... So in high school, I didn't know. I wasn't like, I'm going to do music mm. for a living, whatever the hell that means. Um, right. It was, I, I had ended up, I started learning piano. Um, I was teaching myself how to learn piano because I saw my sister Julia was playing it in the family band and it kind of just seemed fun. Mm-hmm. So I would just like sit down at her pianos and screw around. Um, and then after I quit, uh, after I quit, band in high school my senior year i then started going into the practice rooms in the band mm-hmm. room in at, and i started enjoying it and my teacher my old band teacher liked me more after i quit because yeah. i wasn't disrupting how she wanted to teach things i was just using my free time to learn piano on one of their pianos um so then i'll get real dark for a second mm-hmm. but this it'll it'll come back um then a bunch of classmates, like f- four, yeah, and a few good friends died in a car accident. Oh my gosh. Um, and I wanted to, I wanted to just play a song in front of the school for that. Um, so I learned, uh, was it Dreamer by Ozzy Osbourne? Okay. I don't know why I learned that song. Um, I don't listen to Ozzy Osbourne, <laughs> but that one just hit me for whatever reason at that time. Um, That's great. And I played it in front of the whole school, and um, and my English teacher at the time came up to me, and she was like, "You shouldn't go to college. You should just play me, just write music and start playing music." Wow. It was literally that conversation. Where I was like, yeah, fuck school. And now I was looking back, I'm like, I mean, don't fuck school if you want to go to school. They were but, tricking me. <laughs> um, um, but I think just everyone thinks different. Yeah. And their brains work different. And my, my brain, I love to learn things. I learn things on my own. I'm always looking up a ton of information on everything. But I just cannot deal with being in a classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That's kind of, but then after that, I still went to college um, oh. for a year because my, my parents were like, just have a backup plan. Mm. Like, okay, cool. So I went to college for graphic design. Oh, shit. Really? Failed every uh. class um, <laughs> except uh, some Photoshop class because I just, again, was like, I don't, I don't want to do this at all. Um, so I dropped out after a year. Hmm. I'm selling myself right now. That's <laughs> what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> I, w- I was about to say, I need to meet some more graphic designers. My brother's a graphic designer. Really? So I'll Hell hook yeah. you up. 
like everything I do with graphic design, I hope this isn't, I guess everything's like this in a little bit, but like anything I create graphic design wise is due to inspiration from something else mm. and replicating it and then making it a little like tweak. So it's my own thing. So art then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'd like to be able to like visually and like in my head actually know how to make something. Yeah. Without... Like you, you have the concept and you just yeah. pump it out. Cause that's exactly what you wanted. Yeah, yeah. But I have no idea how to do that or like the steps. I would have to like, I just research everything. So. I mean, just AI. Yeah. AI that shit. No. Oh, I just had an AI. Did you see that? Uh, I just had an AI um, artist on my podcast. Um, really? Out of New York. He's super filthy. He like his his content's been like blowing up all over YouTube and Instagram and stuff. That's like such hundreds an, of thousands. It's, like it's such an interesting space. We'll we'll talk about that when we talk about the song. Cause yeah, I, yeah. I, there's a specific way we did the album art. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so yeah. um, you left you left call. Wait, so while in college or anything like that like so after leaving high school though mm. were you in any bands besides no. your family bands okay. no so i when i finished high school i just the way i learned piano is i just started writing music mm. that's and write meaning i was not writing it down i was just in my head and then trying learning what was in my head mm. and putting it together that's that's my definition of writing music yeah. and it still is today <laughs> um but um i just started writing stuff and and then that's all it kind of was for a bit while i went to i guess it is tech school the same thing as college i guess like it was tech school i wasn't going to like some harvard <laughs> some cheap tech school um uh and that's like what my life was for a bit. I worked at Best Buy nice. and hated it. <laughs> Worst place to work. Hate it. Best Buy, you suck. Just <laughs> you know, calling it out. Um, but uh, um, after I left tech school, I think it was after I left tech school, I worked at Best Buy. And it was during that time that I just was like, I should put a band together and mm -hmm. find people and do that so that was like 2006 okay i'm old man yeah you said you're 37 Seven. yeah wow yeah that's pretty great my my hair says it all when did you yeah i couldn't tell people think first. i dye my hair that's what I'm i like, thought at first no too. i don't really? <laughs> all authentic old when did when did it start coming in like that i don't know probably when i was 10 no. um <laughs> there's a lot of people like it, that. it is it was seriously like young though like I, 23 or something i don't know wow not like this but like <laughs> I, I never paid attention to it all of a sudden i woke up i'm like what the fuck i'm i have a white head <laughs> how old do people think you are usually i i feel like they think i'm in my 20s yeah you kind of look like a hipster <laughs> i mean <laughs> like i don't know yeah i don't know what that i don't know i'm dead okay that's why i think people think i'm dying my hair i'm like no no i've never dyed my hair i'm actually old you know that's how i <laughs> That was the weirdest. I don't remember what that guy said the other day. I want to keep saying the other day, even though we know when we met. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna make it seem oh. like it's been like ages. <laughs> yeah, back a few years ago. <laughs> a few years. So a few years ago, when we met at that one show yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> the this guy, like I was, I was introducing myself. <laughs> this guy randomly came up. He's like, 
he did a good job for a 30 year old i was like what the fuck does that mean is, is that what he said yeah that is amazing the- <laughs> for a 30 year old for a 37 year old dude get it right it was the weirdest compliment oh that's so funny that's that's one thing i've learned through doing music is how to appreciate people's compliments oh man because they're all different and they all come from a good place even mm-hmm. if you feel like it might be be um disruptive to you mm-hmm. like some i mean i i don't know how many t- and this is why i haven't actually talked about the way i was born for a while cuz i didn't want anyone to pay attention to it when i'm doing my music i'm like i don't want you to say that i'm good for mm. having a missing thumb i don't want you to say i'm good for i just want you to if you like it i want you to like it right and if you don't that's fine too um but I don't want you to like it for a specific reason that's not just this is good to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had people come up to me like, man, I can't believe. So you you learn how to play without a thumb on your right hand? Man, you sound pretty good for that. <laughs> I'm like, thank you so much. And that, you just have to say thank because they mean it in yeah. a good way. Yeah. They just, it came across <laughs> yeah. not right. I guess I have to learn that too, to be honest. I. It goes both ways, though. Yeah. People need to also learn how to not be offended by things. Mm-hmm. I think that's just as important. You, you like, I think human beings are good in nature, mm-hmm. and you need to trust that most of them are. Right. I think that's the most important thing. That's how we all come together and actually do cool things. Yeah. I also liked how you were talking to the audience. Um dropping a lot of f-bombs and i feel like it took a lot of people aback but i think it was kind of needed from my understanding um also if you guys are watching this hopefully i'll know in the next few days i'm supposedly getting hired by so far sounds which i'm like i'm pretty excited about but so far sounds if you're watching this i have a job interview so hire this man he's my uh letter what is it recommend Letter of, I, I can write you one. There we go. You want me to write you Please. one? Please. <laughs> I mean, I'll write it to Max, the booker for the whole West Coast. Like, this dude needs to be in so Hell far. Yeah. I'll do that today. I'll send you one. Please. Thank you. <laughs> um, from my understanding, this is a very out, from a very outside perspective. Very, very. What I was told so, so far sounds was, was kind of for, this could be very like wrong. So, mate, go, go for it. I don't work for them. Right. I mean, I guess I do work for them <laughs> in a way because I am an artist. You're they contracted you or yeah something. I work for them some days. Some days. <laughs> we won't tell you which days because it's because <laughs> it's secret. always random <laughs> yeah. and it's a secret. Yeah. But what I was told before applying for, or anything like that that it's a safe space for like kind of like upper class wealthy p- people to listen to newer artists. Instead is, of having, is that what you were told by so far? No. Okay. This is what I was just told by like people. Okay. This was that is me, it was made for kind of like more upper class people to experience um, up and coming artists mm. without having to go to like a random punk rock bar mm. or house show. So I like that from that perspective. I was like, "Oh shit! This is the type of artist people need to be hearing." Because <laughs> they I, need some to hear those... the one with all the f bombs. <laughs> yes, that's so. That's a, that's the whole mindset I was in, mm. and and that's how that guy complimenting you made me feel like he was very um, disassociated from art. Mm. 
Yeah. But I don't know if that's what so far is going for. You know, I, you know, I think you're probably right about how he complimented, well, how he complimented me to you. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't even think he talked to me. But, <laughs> um, but and and being disassociated with art and being in a bubble, to me, I, I it's okay. Mm. As long as we give the people the the energy and space to to not get offended by whatever they're saying, they, they they're yeah. good. Um, but I think so far, I mean, so far for me, started a long time ago. Um, seeing you know bands in houses, like proper house shows that were really secret, like mm. you had to get invited to go. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and you know, I have some really good friends to this day that I met there that were playing in bands and stuff. Um, and then it 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 took a turn into more of the corporate world, um, which isn't. I'm not saying that as a bad thing. Um, it is what it is. You may yeah. think that's a terrible thing. You may think it's a great thing. Um, and uh, and you know, I I I do think a lot of artists rip on so far. Um, because they 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 think about it in the corporate sense, yeah. like okay, well they're they're charging this much money for this ticket, and 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 it's for the upper class to go experience. I'm like, and for me, when I think about that, I'm like, yeah, I've been frustrated sometimes about so far charging that much money too, and 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 paying me the little amount that they do. Right. Um, that being said, I can agree to accept that little amount and play, or I can't. Right. Right. And once I do, what do I have? I mean, I'm saying I'm okay with this. There's a built-in crowd and and that's what it is. Um, and for me, it's it's audiences, even if it's like an upper class who's a little, may, maybe they're more disassociated with art. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had some fucking, well, for instance, you were there. Yeah. So Hell yeah. <laughs> you seem real disassociated <laughs> with art. <laughs> what a loser. Um <laughs> Um, so, I mean, I've met a lot of great people at so far shows and, and people that have become, you know, permanent fans and people who haven't, but that's like, it is what it is, Yeah. you know, but yeah, the F-bombs are a real thing with me. So watch out. <laughs> it's great. Okay, you're just, you don't introduce yourself. You're going up, you're playing this ballad and then you're like, so fucking <laughs> it was way more, it was more, um. It was elegant, more elegant, but fucked. it was, it was yeah. great. It was great. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm too associated with art. I can, in the past two months, maybe it's not that many times, two times though, in the past two months, I've drunk cried over art. <laughs> you know, like I've like trying, like people, like one time was at my cabin and then the other time it was Oktoberfest. Mm. Was it Oktoberfest? Or I celebrate Oktoberfest at my friend's family, who was a huge family, like two weekends ago or something. So it wasn't even exactly on Oktoberfest. But like, I don't know, it's just kind of frustrating from from a platform's perspective, like how disassociated people are from art. And then by the time people are willing to accept it, the artist is mentally just not there in a lot of cases. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's a real thing. That's (laughs) for sure. I mean, because it's a grind. Yeah. um, But what I will say, though, is is as 
I think as shitty as the grind is and the and and the further you go without whatever your definition of success is, which by the way for most artists is never met. Yeah. Um um I think that the disassociation is it it just people have different ways of associating right and 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 i don't think everyone will always be what you are right which is crying to a song yeah which is great yeah i mean i write sad music and there's a reason i write it <laughs> um and i think that I think that people associate, like however they associate, as long as what whatever the artist did and the disassociated people mm-hmm. saw and they liked, then that's really the only thing. I mean, we like I can worry about it and be like, fuck, this is such a grind and I'm so worried about, you know, when are they gonna like get come to terms with like the right. the what we're doing? You know. What about Jeff Buckley? Do you think he would have felt fulfilled knowing that his music wouldn't hit until he died, or do you think he would have wanted to be seen more before he died? Like, what, I, what, I what, mean, do you, what do you what do you what coin do you think he would have? Flipped? If you're an artist putting out art, putting it out, yeah. so that's the that's the biggest importance here is if you're an artist and you don't put anything out, yeah then you're not you're not in the category of what I'm about to say. Mm. You can just be an artist for your own and you just love doing stuff and that's fantastic. If you're an artist of any medium putting anything out, there's a reason you're putting it out. Mm. You want people to see it. You want people to hear it. You you want people to most importantly resonate with it mm. um, and hope that it'll help someone through something or w- whatever. So yeah, Jeff Buckley, I'm... I I guess I'll speak for him because I know him very well. Yeah, um, you guys like, grew up together in um, Wisconsin. Yeah, um, uh, of course he wanted people to hear his music. If if you're putting stuff out and you're playing shows and yeah. you say you don't want people to hear your stuff, you're just lying. Yeah, I mean that's just not true. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I don't know. I was. I don't have my phone on me. I forget what it's called. Um. He has this song called. It's a super long title. It's like Lover. Should I come or something like that? <laughs> something about like sounds like an R. Kelly song. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not like the not the oh, ejaculation. Not, it's okay, like, got it, like should got I come it. over? Okay, uh, it might be. I think that's what it's called. Lover, comma. Should I come so, yeah, over? Yeah, so not R. Kelly. Something okay, like that. Okay, and he's talking. He's like it's about like um, debating whether or not you should make up with like a, a lover, uh-huh. and at the end of the song, he still doesn't really come to a conclusion. Okay, right. Um, and I'm like, damn, he really. Like, what if that song was specifically made for someone? But that album, even though I don't know the name of the album, if you guys don't know who Jeff Buckley is, he passed away, like, what, in the 90s or so? Yeah. After releasing, like, one or two albums. From, from Drowning. Yeah. yeah. And, like, neither of the albums gained commercial success until he passed away. Yeah. So with that song on that album, um, Love or Should I Come, I'm like, I, I always, at the end of the song, I'm always like, damn, now he can't come and see them because he passed away. Like, what if it didn't... What if he made that song specifically specifically for someone and they never heard it until he passed away because it reached the success, yeah. you know? So I think about that. 
I mean, yeah, that's sucks if yeah. that's the case. I mean, you know, I like that. Uh, yeah, that would be terrible. But but also, I mean, I feel like that's just inevitable with art. Yeah, you know, there's so many visual artists who no one cares at all about until they're dead. Right. And then they're cool. And which is terrible. Yeah. Um but but also getting your art out is really difficult. So sometimes it takes faking your own death to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um this yeah. this podcast studio is rigged with a bomb. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um uh, but I'm getting your art out. Let's <laughs> get back on track here. Um, getting your art out. Uh, you've appeared on a, a tiny desk, which is a huge mm-hmm. accomplishment. How did how did that come about? Uh, uh, that was yeah, that was crazy. Um, we so they have a thing called Tiny Desk like contest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was ch- kind of just getting started when we submitted. I they may have done a few years. I think they did a few years prior to that mm. but it wasn't too big um um and we submitted didn't win mm. um um so we're like yeah yeah well it was cool we got some people to know our music from it you know and and that's cool um but then we got an email months later um from the NPR team uh because what they do with with the winners is they put them on tour and they oh, wow. And they go to each city, and they and in in each city they ask a few of the other artists that had submitted that they liked to play that show with the winner. Mm. So they had emailed us when they came to Seattle and asked if we wanted to do um, to do that showcase show with the winner. Um, and obviously, we're like, mm, fuck yeah. yeah. Um, um, so we did that, and. Luckily for us, Bob Boylan, who's host of Tiny Desk, um, he was at that show. Um, and before we before we did that show, I was talking to the band. I'm like, okay, like I know we hate networking. I know we like I hate I just hate the idea of all of it. Like right. I just want to do music and do like a typical artist, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. just let me do my thing and it'll be big. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but uh, I was like, this is our opportunity if Bob's going to be there and, and to get in front of KEXP because they didn't know really who we were. I had like tried to get them to pay attention, but mm. sometimes you just have to be in front of people like human to human interaction, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like when we go and we do this thing, first off, let's not screw it up. Second, like we have to talk to these people. We have to just enjoy the conversations and be there and be present and and things will happen if they happen and they won't if they right. don't. Um luckily we didn't screw it up. Um and and we were talking to Bob for a while, who's a great human being, um, super authentically into music. Um and and he liked it and then emailed us a few months later um and asked us if we wanted to come to DC to do Damn. an actual tiny desk which was like when we got that email i sent it to my brother who's also in the band mm-hmm. like jay did you read the email that we got it's like yeah is that a is that real I'm like i think so 
but I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's real. Yeah. And it, it was. Um, and then it took up like nine months to kind of plan. We booked our own like little national tour around that mm-hmm. show, um, mainly so we would be more prepped when we came to do that show. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, and that's that show is what got us on KEXP too. We talked to Kevin Cole and 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 luckily he liked our performance at that showcase and then he got us a KEXP in studio and stuff. So hmm. it kind of all floated around from that. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Damn. And what year was that? Um I think that I think that it was twenty eighteen when we submitted and got contacted from Bob and stuff and then and then yeah because then we did our tour in 2019 but it was like a it took a while to get that in motion got it yeah so so far you've released one or two albums and then you released a cover of sunshine is that was that in 2020 you know sunshine um yeah i think so yeah okay yeah um yeah so the the album we so we released one full-length record Mm -hmm. that we recorded produced wrote recorded mixed mastered in our basement um um and that was a that was the one time that i actually felt disabled was because i mixed the record and 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 like oh like hearing life in mono my whole life Mm. and and i'll forever hear life in mono mixing in stereo is like a mind fuck because it just stereo to me is all in the left side yeah so I had to kind of teach myself like different ways that would work for myself to like, okay, I interpret stereo way different than other people. Like the right side's quiet. It's not just on the right side. So mm-hmm. I have to be aware of that. And kind of, yeah, so it was, so one time in my life, I'm like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> right. Like, this is actually terrible. I fucking hate this. Um, but luckily it turned out okay and got attention. Yeah, so, it did. Yeah. So what's that what's that process like to to make an album because it's it's definitely been that um the album which is a painting what is that album called uh the first album is I am become I am become yeah and then that's been about 5 5 Unfortunately, years Unfortunately yeah it's been... yeah so what's that what's that like do you have like is your writing writing process and creative process uh I guess it's also cuz you're in a band it might take a few years to get everyone consolidated or what's that like um so, so that album took, well, I mean, it was the first record. So I feel like first records always take a while because right. you don't know what the hell you're doing. I mean, you never know what you're doing. Even on the second record, I'm like, what <clears throat> am I doing? Um, but on that record, it was be- like we had moved to like multiple different houses between that record. and. Wait, first of all, were you in Seattle at, that, at this point? Or no? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we kind of skipped over all that. Basically, like, <laughs> I, at some point, I, I moved to Seattle in 2009 and then, like, got a whole new band aside from myself kind of set up um, um, with different musicians and stuff. Um, and, and like, my brother moved out to Seattle. I grabbed my really good friend that also used to live in Wisconsin I grew up with who was in Oregon. He moved up to Seattle we got a drummer who ended up moving away after five years. Like it, it you know, band things band go like this. Yeah. Um, we have a good core group of people right now, but, um, but anyways, uh, to fast forward, um, we, we were 
moved to a bunch of different houses, kept setting up kind of makeshift studios in each house we'd move to because you're in Seattle, mm-hmm. things are expensive. You always have to just move around. Yeah. Um, and eventually got that record done. Um, but it was a like, it wasn't just the writing that took a while. It was also just like, what is mic placement? Mm. What is like, what's everything? <laughs> you know, like we didn't know anything. So um going to the second record now it's it's less fearful that way mm-hmm. but also fearful in a different way we're like now nah, we know a few things so hopefully we don't screw that up <laughs> it's i don't know so what's that like now are you doing it through studios in seattle now or is it still in the basement or what's that like uh it's not in a basement <laughs> um um but it is in our own studio still Ooh. um we uh yeah, we do everything in-house still. I think it's just, I think my brain works that way more um, in that I just, I work really slow mm-hmm. um, um, and I need to speed that up, but, but and I am, I have different, uh, another project that's hopefully going to help me fix that problem, but, um, but uh, it's like if I was in a studio paying for studio time, I always feel really rushed. Right. And I can't get my idea across. Um, so that's just why we do that in our own yeah. studio. <laughs> How does an artist do that successfully? Do you just have to, to have a fuck ton of money or backing from a label? Like, how does someone feel comfortable being in a space? Like, it's like way easier if you're a hip-hop artist, I feel like, or a pop artist, maybe. I mean, man, I don't have that answer. I feel like... It's all, I think everyone's nice. everyone's different. You know, there could be a pop artist who doesn't really do anything, and the writers there's thirty writers on a song, and then four producers come in or one producer, and they kind of make it. And they're like, "Here, just sing this thing." Right. Or there's a pop artist who's doing a ton of stuff themselves. Like I don't, you know, hmm. I don't know. Fair enough. So, yeah, we. Sp- Fast forwarded a lot, which is fun. Yeah, I jump around. No, I do too. <laughs> People know exactly where we are right now. <laughs> so um, we, we we jumped from college mm. to Tiny Desk. <clears throat> yeah. And somehow we went on a... I dropped rabbit. out of college and I went to Tiny Desk. That's how... <laughs> and somehow you met Jeff Buckley along the way. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. In Wisconsin. <laughs> so, um, but it's interesting because... Uh, your open heart surgery hmm. from an article I read at least propelled you to move to Seattle. And if that is the case, why is that the case? Uh, interesting. No. <laughs> um, what article did you read? <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, my open heart surgery was in 2008 okay. and it, but to make that story really short, cause I don't want to make this whole podcast about like all my, actual like remember there's a quiz at the end (laughs) surgeries and stuff yeah that was just basically i i booked the first six shows with my band ever like what's that band called that band was called faintly okay and we renamed before we actually released anything um um, to among authors so remember among authors don't remember (laughs) um but uh yeah i i booked the first six shows and then I had an aneurysm in my heart. It basically blew up. Um, yeah. And they're like, yo, you're going to die in six months if you don't get this fixed. I had to cancel my shows. Do that. Fast forward. I was like, I need to move 
after that. Mm -hmm. And so we moved to Seattle. Why Seattle? Uh, Just because your brother? No. Okay. No, my brother was still in Wisconsin. Actually, okay. my brother was in LA and then moved back to Wisconsin. Then I moved to Seattle. Yeah. Um, okay. But no, my bassist at the time, um, who I'm good friends with um, still, uh, he he didn't want to go. I, I wanted to go to Boston and he didn't want to go to Boston because he didn't want to deal with the winters because mm -hmm. we deal with them in Wisconsin. Yeah. I'm like, okay, fine. Let's go to Seattle. That seems like a <laughs> city that would might work. We like coffee, you know, like cool. Yeah. Um so we mean. got here and then eventually um eventually he quit the band and moved back to Wisconsin and, mm. and left me here to die. Uh, <laughs> on the street. In the blistering cold. Yeah. But I remember <clears throat> like it was yesterday. Wow. So in Wisconsin were you part mm. of a music scene? I have. Is there a music scene? No, I have no um, idea. Um, There's a yeah. cheese scene, right? There's a lot of cheese in Wisconsin. There, oh yeah. <laughs> I wasn't really part of that scene. Uh, <laughs> um, much. Uh, yeah. I mean, we were. I think kind of part of a music scene. I, <clears throat> I was confused hmm. back then, to be honest, because I didn't know what. I kind of didn't even know what a music scene was, like right. a proper music scene i think i was just like we're doing music and let's book some shows oh we met these bands and that was it i mean i don't know right yeah and that's that is what a music scene is i guess and now knowing um but i think seattle's music scene is much larger or it was easier for me to get into right. um and also i was less accessible back then because i didn't know at all what i was right. doing so i wasn't maybe getting my foot in the right places to be in the scene so got it yeah so there's a lot of like? great artists that come out of wisconsin though, really so, yeah mm. right. i don't Maybe. know much about wisconsin i i um a good oh not really good friends of mine friends of mine that i played with back in the day um that i know from wisconsin they're in a group called foreign fields Hell yeah. um their music is fucking amazing um um, I don't know if they're living in Wisconsin now. I know they moved out of Wisconsin and they moved back. I don't know really what they're doing, but um, so good. And and they, I think they went on tour with like Counting Crows. Oh, damn. At some point, it was so random. Like what? <laughs> That's because their music wasn't at all the same. It was so random. I think they met them at like South by Southwest or something. I don't know the whole story. Um, but I feel like they kind of blew up a little bit after that. Um, but their music is. is incredible i have to check it out um so what was your experience joining the music scene in seattle i feel like it was like everyone talks about like the seattle freeze mm -hmm. I, I don't at least in the music community i didn't experience it that at all mm -hmm. um obviously like it, it's not easy to get into certain venues or to get kexp's attention and that's not that's not a bad thing it's just mm -hmm that's how the industry works it's you can't just be like hey look at my stuff it, right. am i cool you know you, you, it takes a while it takes a really long time to just get your feet in and and have authentic connections with people and not feel like everyone's just out to get something um but the community in seattle i feel like has been great and there's places like connor burn open mic on sundays that just puts you 
right in in the music community and people are welcoming and and if you frequent a spot like that every sunday you'll be amazed at who turns up to your shows have you gone to freak out fest yet no you know what's funny I, dude you kill it at freak out i'm fest. not in that community that's the freak one. out oh, what come on yeah i i know shana and i just had her on the podcast yeah i know i i know shana and um and and some other people from freak out but it's like yeah i don't know we just never we, yeah they're doing things you're in the nas community we'll get this sorted out <laughs> asap asap okay so move to seattle you're working on a new project is that something you just because you're, you're dropping a new single does yeah. that mean you're working on a new project as well then or uh yeah new album yeah. new album hell yeah. yeah yeah we have yeah it's been taking a while but <laughs> Did, yeah. did covid impact your band at all oh yeah oh how so um i mean every member died no, oh, wow That's um wild. that was a really dark joke and <laughs> and i take it back because a lot of people did die during covid and it, not during covid like they're still dying from covid yeah. um so my heart really authentically goes out to every family who's lost someone so let me back that up but um <laughs> Fair um, enough. Yeah, but uh, no, I it COVID was a really weird. Like the pandemic was such a weird time to be a musician, and I didn't think that that was the case until now. Mm. When if, like when the thick of it was happening, our band was actually like cool okay that actually will give us a little bit of time to try to record and get stuff out and yeah. not have to worry about being so front-facing in the scene um and or losing momentum because that kind of everyone's at the same yeah yeah you know they're everyone's losing all their momentum right now um so from like a business standpoint we're like okay this is kind of good for us specifically um but what ended up happening is the band just kind of hmm. fell apart like everyone went into pandemic mode and and there wasn't inspiration there wasn't it just was like what the hell is happening like we, we're not going to see show and you i don't think you realize how important it is to be out in, even like doing anything yeah but but just not even just being at shows but just being out in front of people you don't know um that inspires just making something right um and that really screwed up screwed us up i would imagine it probably screwed up a ton of artists in that way um uh and i didn't think that that was the case until coming more out of it now looking back like we i feel like we didn't do shit, <laughs> oh, we, shit. like we i worked on stuff yeah. um but it was really hard to put my brain into that space during that time i don't know did you guys wait so are you guys all still living together or what is that no 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 okay. no we all we all live separate my brother has a kid okay. um such a cute kid um and his name's arthur so oddly enough it's like among arthur's dun, dun, dun. but <laughs> um we we'll release that shirt sometime how do you get that title by the way among authors are you guys all authors <laughs> no none of us are <laughs> someday i'll read my first book uh, <laughs> um, no uh um among authors was we we wanted to make a name that was 
like authors to us is just people who create mm -hmm. it can be music it can be any sort of creation um but we we value the music community so much and the like the way it supports you that we wanted a name that encompassed being among mm. everyone that was creative um so that's where that name came from i like it and then like the logo part of it which is like the three lines under each a <laughs> that came about because in like for myself i it's really hard for me to not try to get something to a point that is my idea of my own perfection mm -hmm. for myself um that doesn't mean anyone else will like it but whatever i had in my head i want to get across for myself and that has been like a like a struggle mm -hmm. because it slows processes down and it doesn't let you like let go of things and get them out um and that was kind of a play on that because it like i was like what if we just don't capitalize the a's which we should be doing because it's technically like a pronoun <laughs> so we should be capitalizing the a's but what if we didn't but then that's going to bother me right. so let's put the three lines underneath because it's kind of showing <laughs> that i just still couldn't let go of the fact that they should have been capitalized um because the th the three lines is like the symbol for like capitalization when you're correcting someone's paper in class. Yeah. So that, so it's like a symbolism of like perfectionism ruining your brain. <laughs> right. And it just works well because the tiny desk is kind of like a little library looking thing. So yeah, you know, authors, it all, it all, it all makes It all sense. happened because of our name. Yes. That's... <laughs> you put it out into the world. I have a question for you. I was mm. so, I forget who, but at the, so far sounds show <laughs> um, so far sounds at the s triple s show triple, i forget who i was telling but i was like i need to have have you on the show and they someone was excited that i wanted to I forget how do i not remember it was literally a few years ago that we <laughs> <laughs> way back when. but like someone was tr trying to and i don't think they were saying this negatively but someone was saying that you were kind of going for that. What is that word when like you're kind of hidden mm. um, with your music? And I'm like, I don't know. Because you just said people putting out their music are wanting to be heard. Yeah. So um, mysterious. I don't what know. What is it called? It starts with a D, I feel like. Dumb? No. Like dis <laughs> I don't freaking know the word. Deceptive? <laughs> <laughs> but like people, it seems like. The person I was talking to was saying their vibe from you is that you were trying to like be mysterious and if people know your music, they know it. But I feel like you're probably not trying, like you want to be a little mysterious, but you're, you want your music to be heard. So do you ever, do people ever come up to you saying they kind of get that energy from you that your um, music's kind of like mysterious and you're kind of mysterious? I don't know. You know why I'm mysterious? Cause I don't want to fucking talk about all right. shit i should be talking about that's the only reason yeah. i mean i feel like mysterious what maybe may, huh i forget the word it starts with the d i'm telling you mysterious may, is the synonym we're going with may okay, yeah that's cool um maybe they get that vibe because i don't talk a lot mm. when i'm I, I mean last night i mean a few years ago when you saw them, <laughs> um it was 
I talked a lot more than I normally do, and it was specifically for the single release that's coming out. But I mean, we, we, like if our full band plays, mm. there is like maybe a section or two, maybe in our set that I'll say something. Mm. Other than that, it's music, and it's and it's maybe that is giving the perception of being quote unquote mysterious because mm. we're not interacting with the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the word you're looking for is assholes. <laughs> um, no wonder you're saying fuck so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think I don't know, and maybe I, I I had a hood on or something. But do you? So you've never been called mysterious. I have been, okay. and I don't. <laughs> See, and I. <laughs> but the, here's the truth of the matter. Um, yes, I want our music to be heard because. I don't want to fucking work a day job, okay? Right. Please, people, listen to our music <laughs> and listen. hopefully pay me for it in some capacity at some point because I want to just keep being able to do that and that would be great. And if you think I'm mysterious, then let that mystery pay my <laughs> pay, <laughs> pay me money so I can keep being mysterious. Fair enough. Um, wait, so what do you have? What is your day job if you do have a day job? And if you're allowed to talk about it. Some people are not open to talking about their day jobs. Why do they want to be mysterious? <laughs> I'll tell you the real, I'll give you the skinny on Works day jobs. <laughs> yeah, we still do fucking 13 years later, however long it's been. Um, no, God, no, definitely don't work there. Um, I, here, here's the thing. If people don't want to talk about their day jobs because they're an artist or something, mm -hmm. okay, well, whatever. That That's fine. They're still having to pay bills and maybe their art's not paying those bills and so they're working a day job and they don't want to talk about it because they want to be mysterious and be some cool artist. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. They can do their thing. <laughs> yes, I work day jobs because I'm fucking broke right. and I need to make money because my mysteriousness is not <laughs> doing that right now. Um Currently, I don't actually have a day job, um, and that's only because I got laid off. <laughs> um, um, they, uh, yeah, that was back in July. But they kind of they paid me like a little severance. Okay. Um, so I'm not talking shit about the company. They, 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 they did what they had to do. They're, yeah. they're a, they're a VR gaming company, which making something oh, shit. nuts. Um, and and uh, they they moved basically. I did like QA stuff um qa testing stuff i've done that for a long time and and uh they they were just moving their qa to japan so hopefully you can give me insight if this was a good move on my part or not no <laughs> <laughs> so about a month ago my friend sent me this link to this vr testing hmm. and i was like shit i need some more equipment and they were paying like $200 to do a VR testing. And I went to it in this like just random skyscraper in Bellevue. Sounds about right, yeah. And like on this random floor. Yeah. And for two hours, they made me make like, well, like weird faces into the camera. Okay. So the VR could track me. Yeah, yeah. And then I would say random words. So the VR can like pick up on enunciation, yeah. everything yeah. like that. And I got paid two hundred dollars to buy some equipment. So, hell yeah! But like, yeah, is that like what is what are they doing? What are they doing with that? Like, did, they don't own my <laughs> facial expressions now, right? No, they own you forever. <laughs> no, uh, 
they, I mean, that's just, I'm sure they're just trying to get, um, they're just trying to make facial recognition better and, mm. and so that they can implement that into like different types of avatars and stuff. I mean, I, it's two hundred dollars in your pocket. That's what that is. Yeah, and I should so, send you the link if you need if you need some gigs. <laughs> let, me, let me send you that. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like I, yeah, I'm coming from like a QA testing background. So I, with this company in particular, I, we were working on one specific game. Um, mm. That's a very that will be a very big game. Um, wow, my stomach. Wow. Um, but uh, uh. Yeah, I was like one of two testers and wow. we just tested the whole thing, found bunches and bunches of bugs and wrote up bugs and, and yeah. Did you ever follow the um did you ever follow Blake Lemoyne and the stuff he's do that happened at Google with like the Sentient AI? No. What? Was no. it Google or Microsoft? I think it was Google. Or Microsoft. I'm it's either one of those, which are completely different companies. One of those companies you heard about the sentient AI though, but it was like a chat bot, so it was a little. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like a accumulation, accumulation of all the chat bots put together to make this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which and, is nuts. And I watch, yeah, and I, I was, I was watching. He's been somehow he's gotten involved with like three of my favorite podcasts. He's gone on to talk about it. So, and then like I said, I just had that AI artist on my show. Um, so AR is really interesting in how it's going to affect art. It's fascinating. So yeah. let's let's get into your your single now. Let's do it. Tell tell the audience the title of it. Fears we hold. Fears we hold. Yeah. Let's talk about the background. Mm -hmm. And first off, how long? Because during <laughs> the show, it's like, it's like ASMR. It's a little <laughs> it's a little Easter egg for you guys listening. Turn that up. <laughs> um, hopefully, someone in the comments is like. At one hour and whatever, oh, <laughs> gurgle, that, that will happen <laughs> for sure. Um, but basically, during that show we I saw a few years ago, you were talking about this song, and you're saying it's something that you've been trying to get off your chest and put out to the world. Mm -hmm. So let's start with how long has this song been in creation? Uh, well, this song artistically has been in creation for i don't know two years or something but from an emotional standpoint the song has been in creation since the day i was born mm. <laughs> or since i could since i started having acknowledgement of what i was born with which i guess wasn't the day i was born maybe right 10 or something fair yeah got it so what is this song about um i'll i'll give that in two answers for me personally, it's about it's about very specific things. Um, um, it's about not ever being able to let go of of the uncomfortableness that comes with being in a social situation when I know how I was born without a thumb and an ear on my right side and feeling like going to get a coffee at Starbucks mm. and like ordering that coffee someone's probably looking at the way i'm doing it or like it's so stupid like i acknowledge how dumb it actually sounds when i'm speaking about it which is why i need to speak about it um um and it's like when when you're born with 
what it doesn't it doesn't matter what it is when when you're when something physically that you're dealing with is making you feel like someone's looking at you in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable it doesn't matter what it is um you start you you start to move and hide things without subconsciously Mm. um and so throughout my life as i got older and older like when you're young you don't really think about it much you kind of you are what you are your friends are who they are as you get older unfortunately you get dumber that way and you're just like no shit i gotta think about everything and worry about everything um so as an adult um i've realized thinking back like wow i I move my body in a certain way. I I mm. I hide my right hand. I I have long hair. I have I have all of these things that I don't that every day like I don't wake up every day thinking, okay, today I'm going to show my right hand or whatever. But but I wish I did. Mm. Um because it would help me get through some of the stuff that I just dealt with um emotionally and but but every day I do wake up thinking the negative side of that of like, okay, when I'm out today, how will I hide those things mm. instead of how will I show them, um, which should be how I'm thinking. <laughs> um, and yeah, it fucked me up in a lot of ways, um, but also made my life really good in a lot of ways which is the other important thing um and something i want to get across in this song um um is it's written from the perspective of me now going back to my young self and just being like hey grab my hand i'm gonna pull you through life and show you that you don't have to worry like there's there's gonna be an asshole once in a while that you interpret as an asshole that is gonna make you feel like shit and you're going to get past it. And then there's going to be like a hundred people that are great. Mm-hmm. Um, and sh- and we'll show you that doesn't fucking matter. Um, and you just need to let go and like live your life or you're not going to be happy. Like right. you're, you're always going to be stuck in a spot that's perpetually slightly negative, which is sucks. Right. I feel like it's always a process but how did you come to terms with learning how to start letting go of certain things? I haven't. Hmm. I haven't learned how to do that. To this day, sitting with you, I'm still sitting in a way that makes it not hmm. so uncomfortable for me. Um, and that's, that is the epitome of the shittiness of growing up feeling something like that. Oh. My partner is calling me, probably. She's like, it's six hours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What the hell is wrong with you? Um, But uh, it's, it's, that's what I'm trying to get across in this song. And I think the only, the only reason I want to even put it out in the first place is because I really have to for myself. Mm. And that's why I want to put it out with, with some pictures of, like what I look like, what, what, what does my other side look like that I, that I don't ever show. Um, and it's because I have to do my own therapy. And, you know, I, if, if I don't, I'm just going to 
I, it's weird, but I feel like I'm always kind of just like living a lie, hmm. even though I'm a really truthful person and the things I write about are truthful and the things that have happened to me in life. I feel like as someone in a social situation who honestly, as like an artist too, we're always kind of made to feel like you, you have to be pretty, you have to be, you know, whatever. And again, that's our own perception. Like, I don't think there's really, I can't pinpoint it on a thing that makes me feel like that. I'm just a fucking human who's like overanalyzing everything. Hmm. Um, but it's, it's for those reasons of overanalyzing and overanalyzing and overanalyzing for, for, for just my own dumb reasons that this song is really important for me to, to release it the way that I want to release it. I mean, I told my band, Hey, this is, this is a song about this. You're welcome to all hop on the train and talk about things that have bothered you in your own lives. Cause I'm, it's not, it's not about me. It's right. about a, that in general. It's just, I have this part of that to talk about. Right. Um, so, you know, they're all like, no, you, you do your thing. This is like, you talk about what you want to talk about. Um, but I have to get it out the way that I want to visually and, and stuff so that I can go, well, I mean, the world sees me now, so fuck it, deal with it for it, myself. I know. I think that's very true. I think we've all learned from an artist perspective and from a fan perspective, the more personal you are in your songs somehow that's even more relatable i mean it should be yeah i mean because i i think for me i i don't i mean music is a fucking grind and if you want to do it for a living it's even more of a grind and that part is not enjoyable at all i fucking (laughs) hate it um but i do it without thinking about it because i really want to make music um and for my own for my own sanity right um and for my insanity sometimes <laughs> but um yeah but i wrote the song for there's a there's a few lyrics in it that are really kind of specific to the way i was born but i tried to write them in a way that people can just relate it to their own life because because I'm one of what seven billion people on the planet. What, however many, mm. I don't know how many people listen to Spotify, but you know, yeah. not that many, but, but enough to know that. I think I don't know. I feel like if every single person is just got some stupid thing that they, and I call it stupid because it really is when you come down to it, is fucking dumb to worry about things that small that mm. seem that really when you think about it are that small. When I could be dead already, right. or you know, um, so I, I wanted to write it in a, a way that hopefully gets people to at a show. Maybe they'll sing along and they'll feel like it's it's something that means something to them and not just something that I wrote for myself. And was this process different than other projects or songs you've released? Yeah, um, okay. yeah, it was a lot different in that. A, I wrote like eight different versions of it, mm. recorded eight different versions of it. Um, 
And I, I mean, I do that with a lot of songs anyways, but this one was like a whole different chorus, a whole different pre, uh, verse. Then I did it again and I'm like, just, just nothing's right. I <laughs> like, this one sounds like a little too eerie when I need it to sound hopeful. This one, um, so this one was like a pain in the ass. <laughs> mm. Um, and I think I landed on something that works, but, but, um, it's almost like too personal that I had a really hard time dealing with how it would be perceived when I release it. Like, okay, are people going to hate this? Are it's no one going to care? It's like, you know, right. but I think when I got down to it, I was like, I need to release this the way that I want to release it. I'm going to show pictures. I'm going to have it out there. People are going to like the song or not like the song. And I, I just need to do this <laughs> for me, but hopefully write it in a way that people can relate it to themselves yeah it's also got to be a little scary but exciting for this to be one of your this for it to be your first song back and like i mean that's the other reason i chose it for that yeah yeah i i I wanted it to be the most prominent thing that's Mm -hmm. going on with us right now because i for myself i need it to be i need it to be the focal point of of what we're doing right now um um because if i just kind of if it was just on the record, it wouldn't be giving me the therapy that I'm hoping to get from it, which is right. just look at this, please. And I have to just deal with people seeing me. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I'm excited to listen to it. I'm uh, I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think people listening to this will have some great insight for it. Um, you've been a great guest, man. Thanks. I love You've been a great host. Thank you. I try. I try. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, Honestly, there's hasn't been many people that I see live that I feel that it's so necessary to have them on right away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Realistically, well, I yes, that. this is the day, <laughs> the day after hearing him live, I was like I have to have him on the show. Um, I mean, I'm glad we could make it happen that quick. Yeah. Um yeah, your music was very impactful, and I think you definitely blew the other artists out of the water. No, like they so far tries to make it, wants it to be everyone's on the same level. There's no headliner mm-hmm. or whatever, but you definitely, yeah, you definitely uh, left the room different well, than when people entered in a good way. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy we made this happen. Um, you're part of the NAS community now, like Sweet. I said. Um, We'll get the whole band on here at some point. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, just my mind just work on the ways we can collaborate and everything like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't even tell my band I was doing this. That's how fast it happened. <laughs> <laughs> they have no idea I'm doing this right now. That's Very how it works. You know, we don't talk. We just release music. <laughs> it's, I'm dead. Um, but anyways, uh, let's see. How do we end this? We end it with uh, first, what is the what's the easiest way for people to reach you and uh, the band? Mm-hmm. Um, just handwritten letters. There we go by pigeon. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I mean, just among authors at anything like at among authors at Instagram. Um, I think the only one that's weird is YouTube slash among authors music or band. I can't remember uh-huh. because YouTube sucked when we <laughs> tried to create that, and I'm like, damn it. But everything else, among authors dot com, or just among authors on Google. Mm-hmm. You'll, You'll find stuff. It's definitely a flex for when you type in among authors on YouTube for Tiny Desk to pop up as one of the first things. That's, <laughs> that's, that's baller. <laughs> I mean, we 
we got really fortunate. I mean, but yeah. All deserved. All deserved. Um, with that, what is some final advice you have for up and coming artists, creators, influencers? Oh, wow. Uh, man. I think my advice is don't take anyone's advice. <laughs> Just follow your own path. There'll be some good advice sometimes, like this. Yes. But, <laughs> but I don't know. Just be a good person. Yeah. And hopefully things will happen for you. Yeah. I don't know. If your band teacher tells you not to go to college, follow it. Listen, that's the only <laughs> advice you should know. Um, man, I, I have so many good friends who have graduated many great colleges and are doing insane things. So I'm not promoting not going to college. But yeah, Dead. that was just my own path. Yeah, everyone has their own path. Um, and your path led you to the NAS podcast. There we go, baby. <laughs> um, this has been the NAS podcast with... Ian from Among Authors. And we did it.